This is the Big Kid Show. The notorious B to the I to the G Kid Show. Yeah. It's another weekend and it's another Big Kid Show. Show. That was glorious. I know. I don't know if I could ever repeat that. So Probably uh, not. Do not tune in and, and, and believe that you are going to hear that every week because I'm not always the host. <laughs> And whatever I just experienced, I've never experienced before, so I cannot believe that it will happen again. Yeah, I think you just had a seizure. <laughs> That's right. All right, but you have just tuned into America and Canada and Mexico's favorite podcast, so welcome. And for all of you outside countries beyond those borders, we welcome you as well. And please, tell 10 of your friends so we can become your country's favorite podcast as well. And if you're like Mr. B and like Big Nick, who unfortunately we do not have 10 friends, go out and meet some more people. Okay. Um, well played. That's right. All right. That's right. I got two of my best friends here with me, Mr. B and Sweetwater Mark in the treehouse for another fun filled big kid show. This week we are playing one of my favorite games or formats or whatever we want to call it here. It's three questions. And I'm going to give a quick shout out here to canned Gans who gave us a five-star review and wrote in a wonderful review mm-hmm. on Apple podcast says follows up their review with, I want to know more stories about their lives. So here we are digging deep into the personal lives and the history of each of your favorite big kids. What's the topic today? We're doing three questions. And the topic very simply is we're going to talk about our first vehicles, our first Mm -hmm. cars. What was your first car? And that is ladies and gentlemen, big kids everywhere out there is the first question. We'll start with you, Mr. B. What was your first car? We want to know some things, right? We want to know some deets. Give us the deets. What's the price? What's the situation? Everything. We want to know what was your first car, Mr. B? You got it. Get ready to get your minds blown. (laughs) (laughs) Let me buckle up. (laughs) Yeah. Put your seatbelt on. All right. So Mr. B's first car. So, uh, Turned 16, immediately got my driver's license, of course, because I was very eager to drive. Nice. So me, me and my pops were out, were shopping for cars. You know, this is back in the day where, you know, internet was not how you found your car. So we were looking in the newspapers. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember those. Yeah. And so we had a, a few that we circled and we went to this, we actually went to this individual's house. And uh, the first car that I was purchased, again, Cheers to Pops. He paid for this bad boy. 1986 Volkswagen Jetta. Ooh, the Jetta. Oh. So this bad boy, actually, it's funny. So when we were talking about researches, I actually called my Pops. I was like, Dad, it's like, what did we pay for that car? He's like, you didn't pay shit. I paid. No, No, because I, I, in my head, I thought I helped pay for it. He was like, no, you didn't pay for shit. So this was cheers to my pops for buying this car. Uh, we determined based off guesses that we think we paid approximately $1,400 for this car. Nice. Nice. Bad. Uh, this was a gray Jetta. It was a four-door Volkswagen Jetta. I actually had to look it up. And Mark, you're going to be disappointed. 89 horsepower. 
So the reason why I never got a speeding ticket in it, because yikes, zero to 60 in like forever. (laughs) Cop was like, can I help you get a little faster? You want me to push you along? (laughs) But, but this car was a tank. So uh, one of my good buddies, fish, you guys know fish. uh, He actually titled it the Arctic cat. So when we would get snow here in Cincinnati, <laughs> this thing would handle the snow like a boss. Like we would, nice. you know, they would call off school. We're still driving around in the snow. It's a foot of snow, just, you know, trucking through. <laughs> Again, was it a luxury automobile? No. No. But it, your first car should not be a luxury automobile. It should be an okay car at best. And I love that 86 Jetta. The thing was a tank. Very minimal problems with it. Um, I don't even know what else to say, but besides it, just it was awesome. Now, the only drawback is at some point, one like since it was a four door, one of the back doors stopped working, so oh. it, it turned into a three door real quick. There you go, <laughs> like you couldn't open the other door, just hey, like three's better than two, yeah. So, like, people be like, Hey, how come this door doesn't work? I was like, Because it's broke, man, like, you just got to slide in. It's a security Just feature. Slide yeah. on over. Slide on The over. one time I remember an issue with this car was like it just wouldn't start. So be, being the uh, 16-year-old Brian that was like, uh, do I really want to pay for a tow truck? We pushed it like two and a half miles through town. That's <laughs> hilarious. Instead of paying for a tow truck. Like literally <laughs> me and my buddy are pushing it. And we had somebody steering it. To push it to the uh, auto shop. So, oh my gosh, first car, '86 Jetta, badass. Yeah. Also, I think my dad also pushed hard for it because I was in a lot of sports, and so now he didn't have to drive me to all those sports. Mm. So, uh. could have been a time saver for him. So, cheers to you, pops, for buying that sweet Jetta. I like it. I like it. Sounds like a sweet ride there, Mister B. Speaking of sweet. Sweetwater, Mark, you up next, buddy. What was your first car? What was the price? What was the situation? All right. So I also turned 16, immediately got my driver's license, and got a driving guitar. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It was a float in a parade. Um, No, my first car was a very sweet, very cherry 1988 Pontiac. Sunbird. Ooh. And this sweet ride, let me tell you, it was a cream white. It wasn't like a straight white. It was like kind of a cream white. (laughs) Off white. An off white. A slight off. Not like a yellow, but it was a slight off white. Um, And I was overjoyed to get this car because this car actually was the same car that my sister drove when she turned 16 who <laughs> <laughs> was granted five years older than I was. So she had it for five years. I did purchase it off of her. It wasn't a free hand-me-down. Oh, and your sister's like, pay me. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, my dad made me. He's like, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> pay for the goddamn car. That's how the world works. She paid for it. Now exactly. For exactly. It. So I paid her a very cool, $1,500, so I'm right in Mr. B's territory. Oh, sorry, right, reasonable. We're, we're, yeah, we're, that's reasonable. Not too bad. Um, you know, and it's, uh, it was definitely definitely a sweet ride. It had 
uh, very nice amenities, we'll say. Um, it had a very sporty look. It almost like, like a hot if you, tub in the back or something. If you could imagine like a sunbird, <laughs> except or a firebird, I mean, except it looked more like a sunbird. <laughs> it had kind of a sporty front where they kind of rolled and the headlights were kind of recessed in. It definitely had a sporty, you know, sporty look to it overall. We'll call it sporty. Um, sporty but um but i love that car it lasted me for uh i think probably a good three four years which for 1500 bucks i mean what are you expecting it's your first yeah. car right it's i a mean good run yeah it's but, not bad plus at all. also you were probably a terrible driver at 16 oh well, absolutely plus on top of that i'd been riding in it for five years so i was already intimately familiar with it what it could do what it couldn't do right so i had to test it for myself and I probably pushed a little further than my sister did. But <laughs> <laughs> a lot of know. e-brake checks. Yeah, who's to say? I don't know. Nobody, nobody can tell. But, uh, but yeah, 1988 Pontiac Sunbird. That car was sweet. I would take that car for a drive right now if it showed up in my driveway. Marcus, what color was that sweet, sweet ride? Oh yeah, yeah. It was an off-white. Oh, sorry, you oh, already said right. that. I, I, I apologize. Oh, I thought I you were being a wise ass. <laughs> I, I was a little bit. I was a little bit. <laughs> it was an off-white, a cream white. We'll call it but cream. Cream white. But no, it was it was a slick ride, man. It, it, honestly, it was, uh, you know, for 1988 at the time, it was 19, what, what was it, 1997? So it was well, nine years so, old. And all the listeners know, so when Mr. B met Marcus, his second vehicle was a boat. <laughs> Boat, the Mercury Grand Marquis. Yeah. Oh, you, I love that. Because I remember you're like, hey, I'll pick you up. And I was like, what is this thing? Is this a limo? Because it was the size of a boat. Like, <laughs> that car should have just played Dr. Dre by itself. Yeah. <laughs> any any uh, pushing of buttons. I, I'm still disappointed it didn't have hydraulics. But yeah, good old love Mercury that, love Grand that. Marquis. Love it, buddy. Love it. it. And for the record there, Mr. B., uh, as the 1960s English rock band Pro Cole Harem would say, the color, it was a whiter shade of pale. Oh, <laughs> very. There it is. There you know is. what else was an off-white was my first car. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably white at one time, but became not white at another <laughs> time. And... I want to be clear. I want to make sure we we are very clear about something here because I don't want anybody to think that these mid eighty cars were new when we got them. Let's no, make that no, no, they were not. No. I know that the hand me down and that you know you went down and you you bought it from some guy out of a newspaper paints that picture appropriately. But let's be people have a tendency to tune into a podcast and listen to seventy percent of it. Uh, even though they've listened to the full episode, they hear 70%. I do not want anybody thinking that we are old enough that we purchased a new vehicle in the mid eighties <laughs> because my off white vehicle white. was also a mid eighties car. Now, unlike the two of you gentlemen, I didn't grow up in one of these fancy households. Oh, where. I grew up in more of a military style environment. <laughs> they bought a me a of, tank. A lot of grenades. <laughs> so I had I had an interesting situation where my parents, they were they it, it was a process of a, a year or so. 
but they basically finalized their divorce as I was turning 16. So there were some mm. financial constraints yep. involved in my 16-year-old birthday. Tough break on your car situation. And so I lived with my father. And the thing I've always enjoyed about my father and uh, maybe not at all times, you know, not not maybe when I was 16 or maybe even 17. But one thing that I've always thought that was great about this guy, he was very black and white. There was no gray area with my father. (laughs) He told you what was right and what was wrong. and, And there was no in between. You're either right or you're wrong. You you're either great or you suck, right? And so, <laughs> skip. Yeah, so I'm I'm living with my dad, and I turn 16, and I say I, I have at the age of 16, I had a paper route, and I was getting ready to start my job at Arby's that we've talked about before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so I said to my Faja, I say, you know, I'm going to sign up for this uh, driver's ed class, right? get my driver's license at 16. I think the cost was like 250 bucks. Was it 250 bucks roughly for you guys for driver's ed? It might even been less for me because yeah. I, I did it through the school. So I had to like, we did it with uh, like, there was four kids in one car and we would take turns driving. So my, I, mine might even been less. Is that, is that the cost if you had to do it twice or is that just one? <laughs> <laughs> I passed on the first time. Did you do fool. it twice? Did you do driver's ed twice? I'm no, gonna choose I didn't. not to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> oh, Mark. And Mark's our driver and he failed it. Oh, buddy, that's a whole separate they, conversation. They were so blown away they had to see it twice. <laughs> <laughs> so Mark did driver's ed at least twice, as far yeah. as we know. As far as we're aware. <laughs> All of us collectively did phys ed every year, as you're supposed to. It's part of the curriculum. Yes. But Mark is also doesn't want you to know that he had to do sex ed. Seven times. Seven times. <laughs> I'm a completionist. Not because they were so blown away the first time. <laughs> hey, um, let's boys not. have penises, girls have vaginas. Boom. Uh, he, he thought they had belly buttons, but the, it <laughs> turns out they have something else. Now, so my Faja tells me. <laughs> never gets old, does it? My Faja. I was like, hey, dad, I'm thinking about, uh, you know, maybe would you go halves with me? Havesies with me. Havesies. If, if I drop 250 to do the driver's ed course. And he goes, look, I'm not trying to play financial advisor here for you, buddy, but uh, you don't have a car. I'm not buying you a car. And you're also not borrowing my car ever. So I don't know what the point is in you having a driver's license. So if you want to drop that money and go get the driver's education, go for it. Just know there will be no vehicle here for you to drive. <laughs> Oof. Ouch. Yeah, rough. Rough. So I decided Yikes. to keep the 250 in my pocket and did not immediately go and get my driver's license. So my first car didn't come to me until I was about 18 years old. Which makes sense because I remember picking you up a lot. That's right. I luckily for me, I had nice friends like Mr. B, and I could usually get a ride wherever I wanted to go. The other thing, too, meant that it was harder to probably more of an uphill climb to date certain girls. (laughs) Can you pick me up? (laughs) Another factor in which girls I liked was, did they have a car or not? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Kind of a roadblock if neither one of you had a car. Because they're going to need to be doing the driving. Anyway, so 
Once Big Nick I, had a two-seater bike. <laughs> once I got my driver's license, I too got a 1986. I also got an off-white vehicle. White. But mine was a Whoa. 1986 Buick Regal. Yes, I do remember, remember that. That, that baby That's was it. big. You oh. said that your Jetta was a tank? Not compared to this thing. No, this thing that was a tank. Like, literally, you could just go through a concrete wall and be like, oh, it'll buff out. For those <laughs> of you out there that are too young to know what a 1986 Buick Regal looks like, it looks like kind of a large... It's a large rectangle vehicle. It's that, something that your grandparents would have drove. Yeah, it, it's it, it's like it's kind of like a Monte Carlo, but not as sporty, and it's kind of like a Cadillac, but none none of the luxury, not as fancy. <laughs> so, yeah, so, but it's in that world, and I got mine, I believe, for two thousand dollars. Right? The, it, it was, yeah. but what was great was, dude, I'm getting this 1986 Buick Regal, and it's it's ten years old or, or more at this time. It actually, be like twelve years old. It was like twenty two thousand mm. miles on it. So somebody just had it parked. It was a, it was an old it was old people that owned it, and they only like drove it to church and the grocery store or something ridiculous. That's the perfect scenario. That's beautiful, dude. And looking back, I I don't know that I none of us take care of our first car the way that we we probably should. I know that I didn't, but I do have very very fond memories of it. It had a V six in it. Uh, it would have been really fast had it not been so heavy. But it had a powerful V6 in it. It was two door, and it had the it had very comfortable seats. Off white with, but it had the vinyl. Remember the back of it was that yeah. maroon oh, yeah. vinyl. Oh, that thing was like a like a luxury lounger. If you sat in the front, you're like, oh my god, what is this? Paid about two thousand bucks for it. My father was kind enough that I think I I paid eight or nine hundred cash to him, and he paid the rest, and then I paid him back. Um, so he was nice to kind of make me a, he was the financier, if you will. Uh, yeah, on a, how many points did he run on you? He's like, <laughs> <laughs> 19% interest. Um, no, but no. And I think, I thank him for doing that. And it was, it, it wasn't like when I saw it, it, I was like, oh, this is an old looking car, but, but I immediately fell in love with it very quickly. And I was glad that he steered me in that direction. So shout out the pops there. Uh, but yeah, 1986 Buick Regal. I miss that. And guess what? My car actually had a nickname. Ooh. The people the people in the neighborhood and my friends called it the GC Whaler. Because I you know, do you remember that. Like, oh Whaler. my god. GC Whaler. Oh yes. yes. Had a nickname. That's GC hilarious. Whaler two-door, big car, huge trunk. Could have fit, fit like seven bodies in the back of that thing. Um, <laughs> concerning small people if they were small big nick ain't <laughs> taking out any big people uh but uh yeah great car and i love that and that brings us to question number two mm-hmm. on our car three questions we'll start with b back to b did you replace the stereo if so give us play-by-play situation yeah. Would I have loved to replace the stereo? Yes, but no. I had my budget was zero because I worked at Wendy's. So, so the '86 Jetta had a tape deck. So I don't know if you guys remember way back when. This is going to blow some of us. There was a tape deck converter. So you put a tape into it and it had a cord, 
and it connected to a CD player. Mm-hmm. You guys remember, remember that? that? Oh, it yeah. was a fake. It was a faux plastic cassette tape yes. that you would feed into the cassette player. They had a cord that would run to an actual CD player. You yeah. pop a CD in there, and then it plays through this adapter. Yes. And hope so, you had shock resistance on well, the CD and that, player. <laughs> Mark, you hit it right on the head there. So the problem was every time you hit a bump, skip, skip, and the CD oh, would skip. Man. Every time you turn on the windshield wipers, it was super sensitive. So like you almost like yep. I even like if there was a passenger, like, I was like, you have to hold this because every time we hit a bump, it's going to skip. Um, but before I could afford that, I actually because like at some point I the tape deck started being weird. And so I actually just drove around with a boom box. <laughs> inside what? yeah I, I had a boom box <laughs> in my car did you hold it on your shoulder while you were driving <laughs> a, a couple times a couple times i did oh man that's hilarious but yeah so eventually i upgraded to the tape deck connector to cd player and then actually uh, eventually i got a, a better cd player that had like a skip resistant thing but yeah that's yeah. how i that's how i rock and rolled I had the most me- I had the most mediocre speakers ever. So if I turned it up loud, it sounded like. <laughs> but hey, it was my car, and I loved it. I hey. love the resourcefulness of a guy driving around with a boombox in his car. <laughs> hey, Big Nick, you know I love music, buddy. I gotta have it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, that's fantastic. Sweetwater, Mark, did you replace the stereo? And if so, give us the play-by-play of the sweet upgrades that you made to your Road machine. So it wouldn't be sweet if I didn't give it a little bit of love. And I had to do that. It took a little bit of time. Like Mr. B, I was cutting grass and then working at an IGA grocery store. You know, my first job wasn't exactly rolling in the cash. The IGA. The IGA. IGA. Yeah. That's right. So, uh, you know... (sighs) To me, I was already way into music, so it was super important to, to make it happen. So the first upgrade that happened, and I know you guys know what I'm talking about. I know our listeners are going to know what I'm talking about. It was the Slide Out Pioneer CD player. Yes. It slid <laughs> out of your car so you could take it out so that nobody would steal your car stereo. Because it costs more Wait. than your car. Exactly. <laughs> Back it up here. Back up the sunbird for a minute here, Mark slide out it, you mean like you take the face off or the whole thing slides the out? whole thing the whole thing out. I, yeah. it had a handle that means you never really connected it to the vehicle is that what we're saying or is so it- it had connectors on it that when you slid it in it locked it into place yeah. and somehow they like the, the connectors touched but yeah most of it so <laughs> at, a, at a later time they came out with the ones that had the face that flipped. The face plate would come out. And it's ones even that like you, you couldn't even get to the CD player unless you flipped the face down and it kind of hid the CD part to try and fool. Nobody's fooled. Nobody's fooled by that. But that was when people were also steering, stealing car stereos. Exactly. Nobody back steals in the, them in, in the mid 80s, like, you know, or mid 90s, excuse me. It reminds me of a great Chappelle show episode where. It's uh, Tyrone Biggums, and there's a baby trapped in a car, yep. and he runs over to the car, and he sees the baby inside, and he smashes the car window, 
and you think he's going to save the baby, and then he grabs the car stereo and yanks <laughs> it out and runs off with it. <laughs> well played. Tyrone Biggums. But uh, yeah, I, I had to upgrade that. And then eventually, once I got that paid off, then I had to I had to do some speakers. I couldn't afford like the full on, you know, subs and amp and all yeah. that stuff. I think I'm at a later time in a different car. But um I bought two, I think they were six by nine Pioneer as well, because I was like, oh, if I match the speaker type, plus Pioneer was just huge back then. Like they Oh were, yeah. That was the jam back then. Yeah, I, I don't even know Pioneer. what happened to that company. I don't even know if they're still around or if they make receivers or what i I don't know well pioneers typically mark start and seek out things right they Ah, rarely last throughout the whole right like it's true they're a grower and fade away they're a grower not a shower yeah that's uh (laughs) (laughs) so um but yeah those were the two upgrades and it, it I mean, look for for having two six by nines. That thing thumped. I think I'm pretty sure I like ran all the sound just to the back speakers because the front ones were trash, and I right. couldn't afford front ones. I'm like, who's buying front speakers? I, I can't afford door speakers. <laughs> Crazy <laughs> on this on this IGA uh, salary, <laughs> making five dollars an hour. It's exactly what I was making. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was five fifteen, maybe. Whoa, you were high yeah. employee. Mm-hmm. And I got a 20 cent raise at some point, but, uh, yeah, that was my sweet ride. I tell you what, you could hear me coming from a mile away. Well, I, I was a little bit older than you guys with my first car. So maybe I'm at an advantage disadvantage for driver's license status at 16 and early 17, but advantage because I, I like to work a lot. You know, I, I don't know why I just enjoy, I always have, and always probably will. And so I worked more hours than most of my friends. And back then, being a little bit older with my first vehicle because of the delay there, I was making like seven bucks an hour when I Whoa, had my money bag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, then when I went to the pizza shop, I was making like 10 bucks an hour. And for a while, uh, in the early stages of having my vehicle, I'm living at home and working two jobs, like two damn near full-time job. So I had a bunch of money coming in and, and no bills. And so I did some sweet upgrades to my stereo. I got to hear these upgrades. (laughs) I got to hear. So I had the, I had the, I replaced the, I can't remember if it was a tape deck or just a straight up radio, right? Cause the, the 86 could even, could even been an eight track. (laughs) <laughs> the 86 Buick Regal was pretty old school. I want to say I want to say that it was just a straight up radio because I had a lot of cassettes and held on to a ton of cassettes from my childhood. I probably would have rocked cassettes for a while because I'm right, cheap. So no, also, just, it was a straight radio, no tape deck. Okay. I think it was a straight up AM FM radio. So I take that baby out. I replaced it. With a Kenwood CD player, remember Kenwood? Oh, Kenwood, Kenwood. Oh, yeah. that, dude, that was high class. Rocking man. the Kenwood, and guess what I had? I had the drop-down faceplate, and you could pop mm-hmm. it off. So faceplate comes off like you described for security purposes, so people don't they can't they can't use the CD player. Hey, if it's the Columbus is a rough area. Columbus is rough, and it was a little bit of a status symbol to have 
your CD player in your pocket, right? Because so this faceplate would <laughs> pop off and it, you would get a little case. You have a little case yep. that comes with it for yep. the faceplate. And then you have to put it in your jeans pocket because you can't lose the faceplate. So you walk around with it every time you're not in your car. <laughs> I was, remember that. You remember I that re- it was kind of a status symbol of somebody you saw somebody putting in or pulling out the faceplate from their jean pocket. Even that was the most inconvenient thing in the world. So inconvenient. You're always worried about leaving it somewhere. And so I had the faceplate. Now, I what was great was, Mark, I was like you. I I was a little too – I had a bunch of friends that had like the amplifier with the big-ass yeah. bass speaker. <laughs> yeah, like you hear them coming down from the block a block away there, It's and it rattles their whole car. Like, God forbid you got some change in the vehicle because you oh, won't yeah. be able to hear anything else. But so I decided I was too cheap for that. And I don't want to deal with putting all that in. But what was cool about having that old school car was the back behind the back seats. It was almost like this two by four of, of plywood that, that sat underneath carpet that went from the trunk. There were speakers in there that came factory, right? Okay. Mm. So switching out the speakers was super easy. All you had to do was lift up that, that carpet. Yeah undo a few screws and because it's like that press wood plywood stuff yeah if you wanted bigger speakers you just cut the hole a little i cut the hole a little bit bigger with the saw with a hand saw nice, nice. so i upgraded to some six by nines that oh, fit yeah. right in there and then i just put the the carpet back on top it's not really carpet i don't know what it is but that's yeah. the best we'll way call it carpet you run the wires that are running into the into the back of the trunk the bottom of the trunk and so I upgraded the speakers and the CD system, and I thought that was pretty sweet at the time. <laughs> it, 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 it was never bumping or anything like that, but but look, I wanted to be bumping, right? Because <laughs> you were what, bumping in my mind. That was the style at the time. It was my first car, and hey, it's got to be bumping city of Compton. I mean, six by nines was the most bump you could get without and amp and subs mm-hmm. at the time right i mean reasonably because maybe they sold some bigger speakers but it wasn't like the standard that you could that you could install but Mailed yeah six, six by nines is where it's at i mean that's what i had so yeah you could definitely get some good bass man until you hear that one like is it sizzling back there that i did i blow it <laughs> <laughs> like crank up the rollins band i got six by nines <laughs> all right for our third and final question, Mr. B, you're up to the plate. What happened to your sweet, sweet road machine? What became of it? And did you re- prepare a eulogy? <laughs> I love that. So uh, I had that beautiful, beautiful, beautiful vehicle all through high school until I went to college. And when I went to college as a freshman, you were not apparently allowed to have a vehicle on campus. So it got bequeathed to my stepmom's sister. Mm-hmm. So Ooh. that's when I lost ways with my Volkswagen Jetta. Um, and never saw her again. Disappeared into the mist. Yeah. So initially I had planned to write a haiku, but work happened. <laughs> So there's no haiku written for this beautiful vehicle, but I will say a few words if you guys don't mind. Please, please. Dear sweet baby Jesus, (laughs) 
My 86 Volkswagen Jetta. Beautiful. I love you. You are amazing. The first time I did a donut, I scared the shit out of my brother. It was amazing. <laughs> you did not let me die through all the terrible driving I did. Thank you. Very well said. That's all I have to say about that. I need a tissue. It's beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. Contain your feelings, Mark. I, I'm trying. I'm holding them in. I listened to that eulogy, and I found myself both hurting and growing at the same time. That was that means it was a good job, yes. spiritually yes. and intellectually. <laughs> All right. Sweetwater, Mark, tell us what happened to your your sweet road machine. What became of it, and did you prepare? Well, I can already tell. Impounded based off a bunch of felonies. <laughs> <laughs> Doing 106 and a 45. No, I um, I drove that sweet 1988 Pontiac Sunbird. Into the sun. Directly into the <laughs> ground. <laughs> <Bruh>. <laughs> that thing died a, not even a slow death. If it was a death, it was like, there's death by a thousand cuts. And then there's a stab wound to the heart. This thing just went down. It got like, prison shanked like Rocky and uh, Rocky Ford. No, it, it, it went down to the mat and I had to quickly scramble because it was one of those unexpected and I didn't have a whole lot of money sitting around. You know what I mean? Like it's oh, your you first didn't car at that age. You didn't I mean, have I thought I would. Money you didn't have $500,000 saved by, by age 20, 21. I thought I was going to be a millionaire, but you know, it didn't quite work out that way. <laughs> Damn and, it. Uh, so, I had to go buy what Mr. B alluded to earlier. I found somebody who for $500 sold me a Mercury Grand Marquis, which you was bought it for $500, $500, a giant tank of steel. Oh yeah. That thing. Let's put it this way. I got in a car wreck with that thing. Not my fault. The cop told me not my fault. The other dude pulled in front of me horrible move now the good news is i can say this nobody got hurt nobody there was no injuries or anything Safety like that first so i can say this without feeling guilty about it this dude should have never pulled in front of me because i don't know what he was driving that car was toast yeah. imagine getting hit with a piece of steel at, i don't know i was going 25 yeah. 30 miles an hour nothing great my bumper moved maybe a quarter of an inch. That's it. The I'm, whole side of this car, dude, I buckled his axle. The back door was smashed in. It was one of those situations where you got two lanes. I'm going a little tangent here, I know, but you got two lanes. Both of them are stopped. I'm in the right, or I'm sorry, the, the left-hand lane is stopped. I'm in the right-hand lane driving with nobody in front of me. Somebody waved him across to, to take a left in front of me. He was coming the opposite way. Right. So I'm going, I'm going straight. The lane to my left, that's also going the same direction as me is stopped. There's a little bit of a hole up in front where the gas station is. Somebody's trying to let him in. He takes a left in front of me. I T-bone this guy and it was night, night for that guy's car. And I was like, Oh, I got a little, oh, my bumper just little moved twisted a little. Metal action. Yeah. Bumper just moved a little. 
It and I was like, like oh, I kind of floated a little as I hit him. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. B can attest. It was like being on a floating cloud. No, like that thing, like you just, it was a land yacht. It yeah, just like, <laughs> it really was a land like, yacht. I, was, I, was, I remember being in the backseat of the thing and I was like, oh my God, this thing is huge. <laughs> You're just floating. It's like being on a couch. It's just like floating through the sky. You know, what, my name is year Big Mix. I think it was a 1990, I want to say. Okay. Dude, this thing was huge. I mean, it was the boat of all boats. Yeah. So, so you transitioned from the Sunbird to the Grand Marquis. Yes, the grandfather car. And <laughs> it was amazing. That car started to break down on me too, but that's a whole different episode. So, but, uh, but yeah, so drove it into the ground, had to go to the Mercury Grand Marquis. Um, but you know what? The Sunbird lasted my sister five years. It lasted me about four. That's not That's bad. That's a hell of a run. It's a good family That's not run. Bad. I think I think my sister paid like three thousand for it, or you know, thirty five hundred, whatever it was. So, not too bad of a run. I do have a, a small bit of words prepared here, gentlemen. If um, if you don't mind, oh, so, yes. I'm you, know, if you guys have some respect. Bow your heads. All right. We come here today to honor the memory of possibly the greatest Pontiac Sunbird of all time. With your sexy sports car curves that shouldn't have come at the price point we got you at. Amen. To the childhood memories of bumping hip-hop I shouldn't have been listening to at age 11. To the speeds <laughs> I drove that I never should have reached. <laughs> to the ventures that somehow didn't get me in jail. I will always be thankful for what you gave me and what you protected me from. Amen. Amen. Oh, that was beautiful. Oh, man. I... I, I one single God tear. save the queen and long live the king. <laughs> that got yeah. me in, in the feels there, boys. <laughs> Moving on to you, Big Nick. Oh, I need a moment. <laughs> Mark needs some time. He needs, a, he needs a second. So, unfortunately, my first one was taken from me. Oh, oh yeah. man. Who hurt you? Because I will hurt them, Big another Nick. Another heart wrencher. An unknown. Get the tissues. An unknown is responsible. Oh. I probably could have spent 15 minutes doing some detective work and figured it out, but <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it was taken from me. Um, and so I would, if you guys, <laughs> and if the crowd will allow me yes, to reflect on some of the finer and better times please with, do with my first. 86, white, Buick Regal, (laughs) known to all as the GC Whaler. Now, Mark, you talked about the size of your Grand Marquis. (laughs) (laughs) I did. Large and and in charge. They're big. (laughs) You also talked about the movement. Yes. Uh, and the vibrations. The motion of, in the ocean. So of your Grand Marquis. <laughs> and look, my vehicle, my first vehicle was called and known to all as the GC Whaler. So that should tell you that it, mine too I, surfed the highway. <laughs> <laughs> there was, that Regal was, a, that Regal was a rockin'. A rockin'. And it wasn't because of the six by nines in the back. I love it. It was because of the, it was because of the the slack of the shocks. It was just a poorly designed vehicle. <laughs> but what was very cool was, so we went. I took that thing down to Panama City, 
when I was 18 years old. Me down to a Panama, Panama City, City where the grass is green and the Regal is pretty. <laughs> so I'm driving that, that Buick Regal on the strip down there in uh, Panama City. And the cool thing was I could tap the brake just enough that it, it would make it like look like it was like hopping, like a bounce. Like, <laughs> you, like, had some, you had some yeah. poor hydraulics, basically. Yeah, right. We're not, yeah. We, this I is not a sound man, vehicle. Yeah, poor white man hydraulics. So I'm not talking, this did not appear to be anything from like nothing but a G thing video or anything like that. Nobody's you know, fooled. It, yeah. So, but I could tap the brake just enough and it would, it would look like it was bumping. <clears throat> City of Compton. And the, the other thing that I it had too was you could tap the horn just enough that I could have the party horn like the you know give the everywhere I went. I, I, it was like I could do it no no problem. Now this was one of the not so finer moments. The uh, Buick Regal nineteen eighty six. This is going to there's right now there's going to be somebody in their twenties. And very likely somebody in their early 30s that this whole concept may make their face and brain explode. So if you are driving your vehicle, whether it's your first, second, don't let it be your last. Pull over before Big Nick delivers this. I will count to 37 to give you ample time to pull over. Psych, I will tell you right now. You would fill up the gas tank by walking to the rear of the vehicle and then placing your hand slightly above your license plate. Yes. <laughs> pull the license plate down toward you and unscrew screw the gas cap and then put the oh nose and the nozzle and the goodness. handle right into that, into the back of the damn vehicle and fill it up. I hope you asked nicely and took it out to dinner. And Nick just <laughs> Nick just stuck it right in. He stuck it right in. <laughs> to put it as short and simple as I can, my Buick Regal liked it in the rear. <laughs> now, and that was one thirsty car. <laughs> oh, because it, it probably got about twelve miles to the gallon. If you're yeah, lucky, exactly. So, one time, guys, I'm at the gas station. Now, the the spring, the spring power that they would put on the back of that that license plate to hold it to the vehicle. Yep, was so like you had to be you had to be in shape just to pull the thing down. <laughs> to try to fill up the so one day I'm filling it up right, and like you you just once you pull it down, you stick it in there, and then you just click it. And it's filling up, right? And then you let go. You slowly let go of the, the license plate and it just kind of sits there and it fills up, right? You stand there b beside your vehicle like you would today. For whatever reason, on that day, the angle that I put that handle in there, the way that the license plate hit it, it shot that damn gas gun out the back of my Buick. And now I'm spewing gasoline all over the parking lot. Oh, my God. Oh, of the that's Sunoco. hilarious. Of the Sunoco. I'm creating oh, gas puddles no. over at the Sunoco. Yeah, I'm, you're I'm, nothing. I'm, dude, it, it's shooting like this, like a fire hose. It's shooting <laughs> gasoline in the Sunoco. And now I'm sitting there, I'm dancing in the gas, and I'm trying to get my hands on the gas on the gas hose. And finally I do, and then I pick it up, I close it off, and I shut it down. Oh my God. I'm telling you what, I'm getting stressed out just talking about it. It was I'm laughing my ass off. <laughs> 
so that that was that was a thing. But yes, I do miss oh. that car. And looking back, you know, you're only 16, 17, 18, 19 years old when you have your first car. Nobody takes care of them the way that they wish they would. And you know why I know that? Because all of us talking about it here today on the Big Kid Show, we've all romanticized, right? We've romanticized our first vehicles. And rightfully so, because it is a privilege to drive. It is a privilege to have freedom and to hit the highway like any good American wants to. And... We want to thank all of you for tuning in to the Big Kids Show again this week. Please, like we said, we're asking, tell 10 friends. If you don't have 10 friends, you should be trying harder. Try a little harder. Yeah. Leave a five-star review, write a review, and we'll talk about you on the show. Until next time, we are the Big Kids.